My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to this week's edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It is snowing in New Jersey. This podcast will be out on Thursday morning. Have week 15 NFL on tap for you. The NBA starts in less than a week. And we will be giving you some picks and analysis to have a profitable weekend. But for those of us in New Jersey, there is a huge snowstorm. So I'm hoping that you guys are listening to this Thursday morning while the snow is still continuing to come down. But guys, no school tomorrow. No school. (laughs) We're in pajamas inside out. I was reading a lot about um, the lack of snow days now, like with COVID, it kind of turned everything virtual. Now, like parents are fighting over whether or not it's virtuous to have snow days for kids. I don't know. It's part of like being a kid. If you live in the Northeast, like if it's snowing, like go out and you make a, like, you know, make snowman, have a snowball fight, whatever, like give them a day, whatever. Yeah. How went out, like how else am I supposed to watch the prices right as a young 10 year old boy? Yeah, like you have Live to and die for Plinko, in- baby. If, there, if there's a, if there's a Plinko on a snow day, might as well go out and buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, and then end it because that's that you peaked. It's over. Yeah, that's it. Never do any better than that. Oh, and plus the yodeling one. <laughs> and no one ever wins. The mountain climber. Oh, that one's. Whew, that was electric. Yeah, that one's electric. I have a question, real quick. Have you guys heard a lot of older people complaining about giving the kids off school because they're like? Oh, they're just doing it on the computer anyway. Why you have to cancel it? Well, that's what I was talking about with the fight about whether or not snow days are virtuous for children, because there are some people that are like, oh, you know, this is kind of the world we live in now. So there's no need to have kids have snow days. And then there's other people that's like, oh, no, that's part of being a kid. So we just, you know, had the same discussion that every Facebook group, local Facebook group, town Facebook group is having. I thought you quit those. Come on. I, yeah. my, my, my girlfriend gives me the intel on what's happening in them. You guys need I'm, rehab. <laughs> so let's start. First of all, if I, I want to cross off the NBA from our, uh, not that I want to cross it off, but oh, we don't ever have to talk about it. <laughs> so for our agenda, <laughs> our, our NBA, Joe and his liberal NBA agenda, uh, less than a week until the NBA starts. Are there any good promos out there? What are you looking for? I saw you betting preseason, and we got a little traction on our reels that we're kind of pivoting yeah. to video on. Uh, I guess people do want to bet NBA preseason, as uh, you know, that I'm not going to talk about whether or not people have a gambling problem <laughs> with the fact that I host a gambling podcast. But, Joe, talk to us a little bit about where the NBA is at. Uh, like I said, a little under a week until kickoff, which is, I think, the 22nd of December. Yes. Uh, so it's very exciting. Um, looking forward, really looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a good opportunity for uh, betters. There's some good promos out there right now. There's one on DraftKings. Um, you opt in and you can pick any team for I believe it's uh, Christmas Day, and you get them at uh, whatever the spread is plus seventy six. So uh, it's twenty five dollar max bet, and you get it at plus a hundred. So um, you can add a little bit to your bankroll there. Um, so definitely opt in, take advantage of that. That's free money. Um, and what I think we're going to do is uh, we're going to release a little bit of a NBA pod, 
and go into some of my bets for the season and what I'm looking for in terms of win totals. Um, if you follow me on the action network app, uh, I've posted some of those and, uh, we'll go into it a little bit more. I have a fantasy draft tonight, so I will reveal my rookie of the year picks and things uh, after that. I don't want anybody to have the Intel beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, but it should be good. I'm excited. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I'll ask you about the Carl, I mean, my Carl Towns and my Minnesota Timberwolves on the podcast. Uh, on the Carl Towns podcast. top five fantasy pick. This really? Year. Every year he's nasty in fantasy. So, um, highly recommend. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, I'm not a big fantasy basketball player, but that could change. But thank you for the NBA segment. And not to say, you know, for listeners coming in that want to hear NBA stuff, you know, once the NFL is kind of dying down and the NBA is really getting into gear, we do talk a lot of NBA and a lot of college basketball. We're not just the NFL podcast. It's just that, you know, when the NFL is in peak season, like it is right now, week 15, three weeks left in the regular season, it's kind of, you know, it fills up a lot of our, yeah. a lot of time with our sponsors. So it's uh, you know, we got to make sure that we get that in there and we're going to do that now. So thank yeah, you. If mom, Joe. if mom and dad didn't get divorced, we could have spent more time with you, but with the split weekends and you know, <laughs> visitations, we only have so much time to spend yeah. with you. So we'll drop a we'll drop a little like thirty minute guy on the NBA and uh, futures bets for you guys. Uh, we'll probably try to do it early next week. Yeah. So there two, you go. Two two Christmases or two Chinookas. Happy Chinooka. <laughs> Chinookas. <laughs> um, we're not anti-Semitic. That's just uh, what was that? That was uh, Smokey Robinson's. That was Smokey Robinson um, wishing. Uh, some someone paid. I don't know what he goes on. Uh, you know what his price is for cameo but someone paid to wish their mom a happy Hanukkah. Um, and he wished her a happy Chinooka, which honestly, the first time I saw the word Hanukkah, I, I would have done the same. Happy Chinooka. <laughs> I, I have done the same. So happy Chinooka to all of our uh, Jewish listeners out there. Happy Chinooka. Let's talk about the NFL week 15, big, uh, you know, final stretch here. The, I wanted to talk to you guys just about the playoff picture. Generally right now we have a year in which seven teams are making the playoffs. So it, it kind of throws a wrench into your traditional uh, playoff pictures because there's only one team that's going to have a buy. The buy is a lot more important. So, you know, there's no team that has a buy that's <clears throat> out of reach right now. The chiefs have the buy in the AFC by one game lead over the Steelers. So, you know, they're going to be playing hard until they have that locked up and the Packers and saints are tied Packers have the tiebreaker atop the NFC. So, you know, the, the bye week is huge, especially for some of these older teams like Rogers with the Packers with breeze coming back with the saints right now, the wild card teams in each uh, conference, we have five, six, seven in the NFC are Seahawks, bucks and Cardinals and the five, six, seven are the Browns, Colts, and Dolphins in the AFC. I wanted to get a sense from you two on whether or not these teams will fall out of the race. We have eight, nine in the AFC is the Ravens and the Raiders. The Ravens are, you know, tied with the record as far as the Dolphins are concerned, but the Dolphins have the tiebreaker right now. And then the Vikings and the Bears are six and seven. They're one game back behind the Cardinals. 
Um, do you see any of these wild card teams flipping? I know a lot of people are on the Ravens, especially after their win on Monday night against the Browns. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think it's hard to pick against the Ravens given Lamar Jackson. Um, and I, I could see them moving. I could see them moving in. Um, in the NFC, I think it's a little bit tougher um, to see the Bears or the Vikings really making a push, especially with them playing each other this weekend. So one of them, I think, is going to kind of be pushed out either way. Um, and I don't really, I don't really feel like either of those teams are particularly good. Terry, what do you got? Uh, I like. Uh, I bet a future on the Ravens a few weeks ago, um, twenty-eight to one to win the Super Bowl. So I, just their schedule sets up very nicely um, for them to make the playoffs and go three and zero. I I'm interested to see. I'm I'm not. I'm a little nervous about the Dolphins for them to get in. They likely have to go three and zero. But I'm interested to see. You know, if it's them. I think, you know, if you're the Colts, Browns or Titans fans, you might be a little nervous, you know, going in, you know, being a nine, nine win team, you, you likely have to get to 11 wins to, to make the playoffs, which is kind of crazy, you know, with the fact that there's such an extra, that there's an extra spot, but that just speaks to how bad, you know, the bottom of, of the conference is, um, you know, to be able to rack up that many wins. Uh, I think that, the Colts have an interesting road and sort of the Browns with the Colts playing Texans this week, divisional game. They probably should have lost the game. They played two weeks ago, um, but the center had a bad snap Colts cover the ball, you know, at, at their own six yard line or whatever. Um, and then at Steelers, which people are very low on the Steelers, but they're still, you know, still a very good football team. So that'll be a nice, uh, a measuring stick game we'll we'll say for both teams going into the playoffs um and then the browns just it, it, it would have been a big win for the dolphins uh if the browns won uh this past Sunday or monday uh but the browns have the giants jets and steelers so i mean they should rack up two wins against the, the giants and the jets but you know still the browns you can you can't fully trust them despite, yeah. despite yeah. you know the changes they have made um, so it should be a fun, fun little race, but I do think that the Ravens will find a way to get into the playoffs. We do our odds versus SPY, um, segment with the, uh, with, with each of us picking three games and then we try and, you know, if every pick was part of our portfolio, we then grade that as far as units one against the S and P 500. We'll get into that segment in a little bit. I wanted to talk about the games that we have not put into our portfolio this week, because there are some good and interesting games that I wanted to get your thoughts on before we go into this, uh, into our segment and our, and our, you know, in our picks, the one game that I really wanted to talk about was the which I think is the premier game this week, and it's the 4:30 game or 4:15 game. I, it's got to be the game of the week. If it's not, then shame on the NFL. But Chiefs against the Saints. Uh, Chiefs 12 and one. Like I said, have the have the buy. Um, you know, right now the Steelers are reeling a little bit, and the Bills have an outside shot if the Chiefs kind of fall off <clears throat> and just kind of go into a, a tailspin here. But the Saints uh, are likely getting Breeze back. At least he's healthy. I don't know if they have determined whether or not he's going to actually play in that game. But the Saints coming off a bad loss 
against the Eagles in Philadelphia are now outside of the bye as the second seed at 10 and three. This line is probably, I think, going to settle around three. It was sitting at two and a half. I, I really wanted to bet the Chiefs because they had lost five straight games against the spread, even though they had won all those games. So yeah. it's like they're going to have to win against the spread at some point. And if you look at the Saints, even if Reese comes back, it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that they come out gunning and being able to put up points. You know, the Chiefs' defense is – decent it's not good um with the chiefs at 18th overall in dvoa uh defensively and the and the, the saints have a very good defense and it's not like the chiefs have blown out teams like i said they've, they've failed to cover in five straight games and everything in my investor gambler being wants to take the saints plus three because it's a home dog of a team that i love uh, and I've loved this whole season. They're my NFC team, but there's something about it that screams to me that like, if you can get Chiefs at minus two and a half, it's probably a good bet. What do you think? I, I actually was hearing, or I guess I was seeing um, some different news on Breeze and just whether or not he would play or not play. Um, so I think that that could, could be problematic. Um, the other thing with the or at least just with the way the Saints offense is, I feel like they just, like, it takes a while to actually move the ball. And I just think that it's going to be hard if, you know, I think it's hard to combat the Chiefs' explosive offense that way. Um, So I would lean the Chiefs as well. Uh, And I didn't say I was leaning the Chiefs. I'm I, I just, I'm saying I'm, I'm, fa- I'm fairly, I'm fairly undecided. Yeah. I would lean the chiefs. Um, but they just keep letting teams backdoor them, which is problematic. I think that they're not closing out these games and with a team that's a Super Bowl contender in the saints. Um, I think that they're going to have plenty of fight whether, you know, and if you get three points, uh, you're keeping it within the one possession. So um, I, I, I might stay away or look for a live bet opportunity. I think it's gonna, as we saw last week, it's with a Taysom Hill offense, it's tough to come back in a game. If you're the saints, you're kind of put behind the eight ball a little bit, kind of like what you see with Lamar and, uh, the Ravens with the chiefs, they've been playing close games. So, you know, as much as I just want to jump on the two and a half for the chiefs, I'm a little hesitant um, you know, that they, they haven't covered five straight weeks. So, you know, maybe a little regression to the mean of that they will cover. And I think that the, it's just such a high powered offense. I don't know how, you know, the stance defense is going to really stop them. And like you saw with the dolphins, they turned over Patrick Mahomes. Well, they intercepted him three times, turned the chiefs over four times. And, you know, you still need to score over 30 points to win. I don't know if the saints are going to be able to do that with Taysom Hill behind their under center. So uh, I, I do, I firmly lean the chiefs. Um, if Taysom Hill is playing, I don't, I don't see how the, the saints would win this game. Um, but it is a little bit of a public play, which, which always makes you a wee bit nervous and it's not the super dome of old. There's no fan. So the second game I want to touch about briefly before we go into odds versus SPY the Sunday night game I think it got flexed there the Browns coming off their Monday night thriller loss going into the swirling winds 
of MetLife Stadium uh, to face the Giants, who are hanging on to some playoff hopes and divisional hopes with uh, them now sitting one game back behind the Washington football team. Corey, producer Corey, is doing a big towel wave with his Field of Pride Giants uh, towel. But <laughs> I've, I've come out – this is a similar game where I really haven't come out a specific way. I can see both angles. You know, the Browns put up points as lowly as they are in DVOA. Uh, they still put up points and they've been putting up 20 plus, you know, 23, 25 plus points ever since that really terrible weather game in Houston uh, or against Houston that they played in Cleveland. And the Giants have, even though they had those four straight wins, have yet to score more than 20 points in any of those wins. So it seems to me like there could be a sharp angle on the Giants, especially with the line at plus four and a half. It's probably going to go to four. What is it? Went to five. Well, I saw four and a half. I think it's just, a, I see it on fight, fight, five. And then it looks like FanDuel just went to five, too. What does Pinnacle say? Five, fight. It's only DraftKings. I'm looking at the action website, and like the only thing that they have at four and a half is DraftKings. And there's juice on the Giants, four and a half. So, yeah, I, you know, it's going to five, yeah, five on Pinnacle, and it looks like it's going to, at least sit there for a while. I guess the Daniel Jones thing is partially why. I don't know. Is he playing? He popped up on the injury report. Honestly, like, I don't even – the way he turns the ball over, I don't even know if it's better or worse. Like, it's – he literally cannot go a single game without turning the ball over. And, I mean, I think that that's even why, um, like, last week when the Giants lost, they contribute a lot of it, if not most of it, to his – fumbles and turnover issues in the red zone or not in the red zone, but he gave the Cardinals red zone opportunities on, at least, I think it was what two occasions. So, I mean, unless he's going to figure out his turnover problem um, I think the giants are in, the giants are not capable. Like it's hard to make, it's hard to win when you're only going to score, you know, 20 points anyway, let alone like when you turn the ball over in your own red zone. So um, I, I don't know. I, th- this game, this game, this game is going to hurt. I think good question, Joe. <laughs> yes. Do you think DJ is healthy? I don't know. I was surprised that he even played last week, but they he said, didn't move at all. Yeah. Cause he always runs. Yeah. So at least to some extent. So I, I was a little surprised he played last week and he had wide open lanes and just didn't take them. Yeah. So I, I think this that this includes is my giant segment. I, I think it's a little concerning. Um, yeah, no, I, I see an angle with a sharp, um, uh, as far as, you know, Cleveland's probably going to be a pretty publicly bet team here. I yeah, would imagine just because of percent of the bets, just because the that they're, you know, they're a 10 win team right now. Um, and the giants are the giants and, you know, even though they're in the thick of the playoffs, they're really not getting the respect of betters. And we have them not too far away and way to DVOA Cleveland's 18th giants are 24th, but Something about – I just think Cleveland's just a little underrated as far as the analytics go. They're very good offensively. And, you know, if you can score points on this Giants team, Giants aren't going to put up many points. So it's yeah. – I, I, oh, Terry, where are you at in this game? Uh, I would love, love a good home dog. So I lean – my instincts want me to take the Giants – but Daniel Jones historically does not cover at home. He's a road warrior. 
likes taking the, taking the the show up on the road, traveling circus. Um, I imagine him as a trapeze artist, um, but uh, weak hands, he'd probably die in the first show. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I would follow, I would, I'm, I'm with the public. I'm with the square. I would take the Browns. All right. Too, too many turnovers. Let's go into our odds versus SPY segment. Again, this is where each of us pick three picks per week, and then we put them in a portfolio. Assuming one unit bets win back probably around 0.91 for each bet, given a minus one ten percent juice bet. And then we put those, grade them, and then we grade them against the S&P 500, specifically the S&P uh, Trust uh, dollar sign SPY ticker. We are 51, 38, and 1, which is good for a 8.78% ROI. The SPY closed today in such a way I don't have the numbers, so I'm just going with this. I have the percentage, not the actual numbers. 370, 370, which is good for 8.63. So this, we are back on top with the S&P odds is now uh, at a higher rate of ROI than the S&P 500. So congratulations, boys. We went 6-3 last week. Terry takes good on you for the 3-0 week to really bring it home. We spent one week since we started this segment in week five. Um, we have spent one week below ROI of the S&P 500, and that was last week. So we are now back on top. Yeah, back on top. Missionary sex. Shows you right. <laughs> <laughs> and it is time to really step on the gas here. We got three weeks left. Um, we actually don't know if we're going to end it after regular season or after the playoffs. It's a good good. But it depends on what the, depends on what the SPY starts doing. If the stock market starts tanking, away. Um, we'll see but, where we're at. The market yeah. never closes. Yes, it does. That's yeah, I know. The, that's it the does. crypto market. You're yeah, thinking. Yeah. Shout out to Bitcoin up twenty one. I don't want to compete against Bitcoin. We're not doing that. <laughs> up twenty one thousand right now. Um, so. Without further ado, it is time for the Odds versus SPY Week 15 segment. Joe, you are on the clock since you had a 1-2 and two record last week. You have been, although I will say, Joe has been historically this season, at least for 2020, has had the, the highest ROI per any of us. So, you know, you've been on top, but you're slipping a little. So, it's yeah, time for you to get it back. Tough. Last week was tough with that Chiefs bet. Um, but... Anyway, so my first pick this week is I'm going to, to be taking the Bills minus six and a half against the Broncos. Um, I like this bet. Uh, both teams are actually uh, eight and five against the spread this season. Um, but part of why I like the the Bills here is I'm a little tired of fading Josh Allen. I think that the Bills are good. Um, I'm at that point now and maybe that's maybe this is now like a fool's choice to now back the bills but um i ran some metrics i ran some numbers uh besides the bills being seventh in dvoa and the broncos being 28th um i wanted to see what is it like to fade losing teams that have good against the spread percentages against opponents that also have good against the spread of uh percentages and in that situation um, to fade them. So a bet on the bills here, um, or a bet against that team, uh, teams are 20, 14 and one against the spread. 
So um, I like the Bills. I think that they're more likely to not only win, but also cover in this game uh, in a game that's fairly important for the Bills in terms of seeding purposes. And uh, I think that uh, I don't really think that Drew Locke is an answer in Denver. And I think that the Bills are going to be able to cover this by uh, at least a touchdown, um, given the way their offense is fairly explosive. So I like the Bills here and uh, I like the minus six and a half. Yeah, I mean, we were fading the Bills at the beginning of the season. Didn't quite turn out. Now they're sitting at ten and three and likely going to win the AFC. So yeah. better better time than ever. Although I I still am not sold on them as far as a championship contender. I think yeah. right right now they're fifth in odds. I think that's a little to too win related. to win the Super Bowl, yeah. and I can definitely pick more than four or five teams that I would rather put money on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, my point here is just I don't think that the Broncos are very good. And um, if we're looking at this, if you're looking at a 10 and three team, I, I just think that the spread should be higher. And uh, the way the Bills offense is a touchdown, you know, lighter. I, I think it's in Denver, lighter air there. Uh, Josh Allen's going to throw the ball like 90 yards in the air. It's going to be great. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> is that a little preview? You got a little friendly fire planned? Mm-hmm. No comment. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will go next. My first pick for the odds versus SPY, uh, my, my three picks. The first of which is the Philadelphia Eagles plus six and a half. Um, it's been a while since I've been saying go birds and back in the birds here. But I think this is a great spot to fade the Cardinals. Uh Underbird. It's, it's not so much that I'm a big fan of the Eagles this season. You know, they've had their struggles. Obviously, switching to Jalen Hurts last week gave them a little bit of spark. You heard some rumblings in the locker room saying, oh, now we have some leadership. I think Miles Sanders actually said that, you know, he gave us a spark in leadership that we didn't have, which Carson Wentz is sitting there like, you know, what am I? But, you know, they have some issues as far as what their future looks like at quarterback. But for right now, the Eagles are still very much alive in this NFC East, and this is a game that they desperately need. I think if they lose this game, they are out of the playoff hunt because I think one of Washington Giants, Cowboys are going to win and push them further back into the divisional uh, cellar. But I think that given the Cardinals, you know, this is a great sell high for the Cardinals. I mean, you know, they did lose four straight games or not cover four straight games before last week against the Giants. But I think a lot of people still think the Cardinals right now, they're sitting as the seventh seed in the NFC. It would not surprise me if they end up not making the playoffs because I don't really think they're that good of a team. I think that, you know, they have some playmakers, but if Kyle Murray isn't himself and he hasn't looked a hundred percent the last couple of weeks, I think Kyler Murray, if he's not healthy, this, this, Cardinals team is not a playoff team. So I think six and a half is a ton of points. I'm very surprised the line is this high, given that the Eagles just beat the Saints, the number one team in the NFC last week. They looked like a team that was playing hard. They know that they have a chance to come climb back into this NFC East. I spent a lot of time, a lot of time thinking about how I was going to hedge my, my Washington football team bet at eight to one to win the NFC East because the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles play week 17. And given that the Eagles tie the game, uh, they have a leg up if the Washington football team splits and the Eagles win their next two games here at the Cardinals. And then they play at the Cowboys. So this is their season. And I think that 
if Doug Peterson has shown you anything, he's going to go down swinging. And I don't see the Eagles not competing in this game. Do I see them winning? Eh, but six and a half is a ton of points. I have this at three. So fire away on the Eagles plus six and a half. I also like uh, with the six and a half, the way Doug Peterson, if the Eagles are down two touchdowns, he's going to go for two. He's not the he's not the guy that will just kick the extra point. Like he's gonna go for two. We've seen them. We saw them backdoor the Seahawks uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so I think it's an even more like I wouldn't try to buy over the seven. I don't think it's as important. Um, the six and a half. I agree. I think it's a good line. Yeah, Cardinals are second twenty uh, second in PFF rated uh, overall. They're. They're a middle of the road team. Eagles are a middle of the road team and six and a half crazy number for two middle of the road teams. So Terry, you're up. Terry, two picks. Crazy number. I like, I like the pick. Thank Cliff, you. King, Cliff Kingsbury, not great as a favorite. Uh, my first pick. We're getting ugly this week, boys. Buckle up. Uh, in this, I generally have picked uh, a lot of underdogs. Last week, I went all favorites and went three and oh. Why would I continue something that was successful? Let's get back to basics. First up, <laughs> we have the Carolina Panthers. Rawr. Cat noise. Added in, Mr. Corey. Uh, they're going up to Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers, who have the number one ranked DBOA offense uh, in the NFL. So... It is a little scary because Carolina's defense is ranked 27. So not, not great, uh, but, you know, shorter week, Saturday game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is unlikely to play. Uh, and then in terms of weather, we've, we've got some light freezing rain and snow in the forecast. Uh, Carolina went to Green Bay last year and uh, covered 24-16. That's when McCaffrey got stopped in the snow on the goal line, if you remember. Uh, Carolina did have a little uh, significantly better defenses last year, but I'm counting on the offense of the Panthers to kind of shine shine through in this game and you know probably backdoor. Um, it, it would, I got it at 10 today on points bet. I'm not sure if it's still there. It's a little juiced up, but um, – with an offense that's ranked ninth in DVOA, you know, eighth against the pass, eleventh against the rush, the Packers defense isn't great and it's susceptible. Susceptible. That's a tough. That's a toughie. You know, it's a toughie. Um, their defense is susceptible to the run. Nailed it. Um, and I think that's something you know the, the Panthers are going to lean on, take the air out of the clock. You saw they've competed against very good teams. The Saints they lost by three. The Joey Sly like sixty-three yard field goal came up short. Um, if you look the past five of the past six games, the Panthers have rushed over a hundred yards. And in those games, they've gone five and two against the spread. Uh, again, when, you know, Dominic and I had a little friendly fire two weeks ago, it's very scary to pick against Aaron Rodgers right now, who seems like he just flicks the his wrist and, you know, 400 yards passing, or it makes it look so easy. Um, but, I think this is a, is a good spot. Maybe a little let down by the Packers not taking the Panthers, you know, lowly foreign whatever team uh, too seriously as they have the you know playoff contender in the Titans next week. Uh, I think you know this is this is a good 
solid backdoor cover game for the the Panthers. Teddy covers. Any comments? I, you know how I feel about betting the Packers, betting against the Packers is a big uh, favorite. I hate it. So good luck to you. I mean, there's so many times, not to say that it's a bad pick because I think it's a, it's a good pick, but every time I seem to bet a huge underdog against the Packers or at least more than six and a half, it is just the most grueling game. Like you don't know whether or not you're going to cover. And there's so many ups and downs. There Mm -hmm. are the, the traditional stop them fourth and two. They should be punting at the opponents 45 and they run a play action and no one covers Robert Tanyan and you're screaming at the TV that he's wide open and Oh, it's a three yard completion first down and you're not going to cover. So it's, it's it's stuff like that. I don't enjoy it, but so many times you look at the, at the analytics and the metrics and the Packers shouldn't be favored by as much as they are, but here we are. And you know, good, good luck. Good luck to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Joe, anything to add before I go to my next pick? Um, You can say no. Just best of luck. Okay. Thank you. Uh, With my next pick sticking with the dogs, woof, woof um, is another animal in the Denver area. I'm going Denver Broncos. Fuck you, Joe. Plus I take it seven. back. Not best of luck. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so what do we got? It, it doesn't look good on paper. As Joe mentioned, uh, went over some of the DVO stats, DVOA stats. Um, but you have a Bills <laughs> team coming off, you know, a huge win uh, against Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it, very, you know, on, was it Sunday night? Very public win. Um, so there's going to be a lot of public money on the bills going against, you know, a, a quote unquote bad team that the Broncos are, uh, but they are traveling on the road. Uh, it is in mile high, which, you know, again, is different. I don't believe Josh Allen has played there in his career. Um, and I mean, he did go to Wyoming, so, you know, tomato, tomato. Um, <clears throat> and I just think, you know, the past few weeks, the Broncos have really, you know, kind of shown something. They beat the Dolphins, then they have the COVID thing, and they have to start a wide receiver, a quarterback. And then the past two weeks, they've played pretty good games covering uh, both of them. The past four weeks, they're three and one against the spread, obviously not covering the game where they had the NFL made them start uh, a wide receiver, a quarterback. Um, Fair. But their defense isn't, their defense struggles to stop the run. Um, Bills can't run the ball. They're rated highly against the pass, but they do have three of their cornerbacks out. So that does make me a little nervous. I'm, I'm taking this as, you know, a big road road uh, or sorry, a big home favorite against, you know, selling high uh, on the bills and a team that, you know, they might possibly sleepwalk through because of, you know, the big win last week. And I, I think the, the Broncos offense does have talent and drew lock has shown flashes. They have, you know, crazy good wide receivers. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a shootout type game that I think the, the Broncos could keep up, you know, and, and get the cover of seven points. You picked the wrong animal, Terry. <laughs> the Bills are going to win <laughs> and cover. Yeah, I don't care if they win. <laughs> yeah, they get, they're going to cover. <laughs> um, as a tie-breaking vote here, 
I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> cool. I, yeah. I guess you guys Thanks can break that tie. I guess you guys can both win if it settles on uh There's some Bills, Bills by, by six out there now. Bills by seven, and then you guys can both win at or at least Terry will push. Yeah. yeah. All right. The six now too, I think. Well, it's six and a half, so yeah, Sorry. I'm saying I think I see it. <laughs> All right, you 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 uh, you you paid for your ticket. You can't go exchange. There's no price uh, matching here, sir. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to push. We want to win. <laughs> so, my second pick this week, I am going to pick a vaunted AFC East game. And no, I'm not talking about the Jets. I'm talking about the actual AFC East game. I am going down to Miami, one o'clock on Sunday. Welcome to Miami. You know, Ami, Ami. I'm going to need some backup from Terry Takes here, even though he kind of hates on his team sometimes. But I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins minus two hosting the New England Patriots, and here is why. Minus Tua. (laughs) Clever. Thank you. The Dolphins are good. I was wrong. I want to apologize to Terry Takes back in our AFC Summer Series preview podcast where I didn't believe in the Dolphins. I said there was a chance they could be good. But Brian Flores is a great coach. I think that was a phenomenal hire. I think that that's one of the only Belichick assistants that looks to have worked out and looks to, uh, you know, potentially work out in the future. The there's a lot of things in terms of the analytics and I'm a very big analytical better. And there's a lot in terms of metrics that say that the Patriots should cover this game. The Patriots have a, pretty good run defense or a run offense rather because it's the only thing they can do they cannot throw the ball like cam newton will complete over under 10 and a half completions in this game if they you know not counting screens um and the dolphins while their defense is pretty highly ranked in dvla they're much better at defending the pass than they are defending the run however however stephen a smith however however the dolphins with Brian Flores have seen the Patriots the last couple weeks, not be able to throw the ball at all. They have two very good corners in Xavier Howard, who should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Ridiculous that he's not. Yeah. And yeah. they are going to, they have the luxury with two great corners, one elite corner, to be able to play single man coverage and load the box without, and just dare Cam Newton to throw. I think that Flores understands this. I think that the dolphins are going to dominate possession in this game. Um, I think that they're going to be able to stop the new England rushing offense. You know, the, the Patriots are sitting at, six and seven their loss against the Rams on Thursday night last week, which we were absolutely right on um, just completely crushed them. I know that there's like a 1% chance that they can make the playoffs statistically, but they're done. They they're done. There's no way a nine and seven team is making the playoffs in the AFC East when you have the Ravens probably running the table and they're at eight and five sitting as sitting as the first team out in the eighth seed. 
this game means a lot to the Dolphins, especially if the Raiders win on Thursday night. Like that will move the Raiders and the Dolphins into eight-win tie for you know the last seed in the AFC playoff hunt. And then the Dolphins and the Raiders play next week. So I think Flores, you know, you have the potential of a look-ahead game, but this is a Brian Flores bet. And it's a Flores saying we have to get the job done one game at a time. We're going to win at home against the Patriots. I think they'll win this game. I already took the money line, but minus two is a great bet for a team that you're going to think is going to win the game. Um, And in the last three years, the Patriots have split for as good as Belichick has been his entire career against the Dolphins. The Patriots have split and Belichick has split against the spread each of the last three years. So he's gotten one and one against the Dolphins the last three years, the First time this team play, these two teams played in 2020, the Patriots won 21 to 11 back in week one. So it all lines up here for a split. It all lines up for a, a Brian Flores victory here. And I am going to see this minus two and just trust that Brian, Brian Flores can get things done. The Patriots are dead in the water. Cam Newton is... The only thing he has playing for uh, Cam Newton's playing for is a job next year. And it's probably going to be as backup quarterback because the Patriots can't throw the ball, but the dolphins, I am just betting on them to get things done this week. And I'm taking dolphins minus two. Okay. I get it. I, I want this to be true. Some red flags, one rookie quarterback against a bill Belichick defense, Billy, Billy boy tends to feast on, uh, those type of quarterbacks. Uh, but I will say Tua last week impressed me. Uh, Joe's guy, Steve Spagnola, um, sending, you know, all types of blitzes at Tua, a lot of stunts. Um, and he did seem to, to pick them up pretty well, um, in avoiding pressure. Uh, you know, our offense are, I'm a, I'm a douche dolphins offensive line, uh, isn't the best, but it, he, he he's able to you know to re- read those defenses to make a couple hot throws. Um, I am uh, I feel good seeing that Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant were limited in practice today, so that's that's a good sign. They didn't throw up a big fat DMP, uh, and that's that's my concern. And so did uh, Salvan Ahmed. Uh, that was you know clear towards the end of the Chiefs game is just a lack of of options on offense. So. That was another concern of mine going into this game. Uh, so, and then last is, you know, the Dolphins run defense isn't great, but we have Kyle Van Noy and uh, Elon Roberts did practice limited, but they did practice. They missed both of them missed the game last week against the chiefs. So I, I do, I do like it. I might be a little bit cautious, but this could just be a giant bill Belichick revenge for the amount of times the Dolphins have, have beat him in, you know, towards the end of the season when it doesn't matter to the Dolphins at all. And the Dolphins are just trying to play spoiler against the Patriots. Now, finally, after 20 something years, the, 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 the roles have reversed. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous. What, what old Billy boy might have might have off his sleeve, but not afraid of their passing offense. Yeah. I just think it's, I cannot. And Granted, I thought of this being a public bet. It's a little public in terms of the bet percentage, but there's a lot of money on the pass too. Or a lot of money on the Dolphins, rather. So it's not like your typical everyone's hammering, you know, the sharps are hammering one way 
and the public is betting the other way. I think both sharps and public alike is looking at this and saying the Pats are dead. What do they have to play for? And, you know, the FCE's history is fine. I just think that Flores gets it done this week. So, and I will say something that did also concern me, the Dolphins are 10 and three against the spread. I looked at there was any like historical anomaly to them winning, you know, 12, 13 games against the spread. Cause at that point you would say revert back to the mean, they're going to start losing games against the spread, but there's been an 11 win spread team uh, every year since 2015. I didn't look any further back because it just looked like that was going to be the case the whole way. Um, but 2018, the Bears went 12 and four. In 2016, the Pats went 13 and three. So, I, you know, it's 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 doable. Yeah, fins up. I would love nothing more than a Dolphins. Yeah, I'm I'm also on the Dolphins too. Uh, so my next pick is uh, I know uh, we touched on it a little bit before about the importance of that game for Miami, uh, but I'm looking at the Thursday night games so tonight's game. Uh, the Raiders versus the Chargers. And uh, this line has been flirting with three and a half. It's been kind of bouncing back and forth between three, three and a half. Um, but it seems like it's going to settle around three. Um, and the Raiders are minus three at home against the Chargers here. Um, the Raiders are in the thick of the playoff race. They're in the hunt. Uh, and Anthony Lynn has told the Chargers that they are out of the playoffs. I think they are now actually out of the playoffs. Um, but uh, they don't have all that much to play for here besides spoiler. So I looked at a couple trends. Uh, I am typically a trends better and I ran some metrics for home favorites after week 11. And when both teams have four or five days off and home favorites are 35, 22 and one against the spread. Um, I like this spot for the Raiders either way. Um, and I think that this is a good opportunity for them. And I'm going to stick with that trend. I like that. I like that history. Um, and I'm going to back the Raiders minus three at home, sitting on the key number of three. Uh, if it does go to three and a half and it's not too much juice, maybe buy it down to the three, just so you can feel a little bit better about yourself and your bet. But uh, I like the Raiders minus three here. Um, any comments before I move on to my third pick here? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the smart pick because it's they have to win and the other team doesn't but it's the, the Raiders defense is just so bad. Yeah, can't get worse Dom. Dom, though. Can't get worse. <laughs> Very they true. don't have a defensive coordinator. They now have Rod Marinelli. You can't get worse. And a lot of them are out. Going to be out. So again, can't get worse. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I do think the three, I think having that hook is a little bit more important in this game, given the Raiders uh, defensive struggles, or so to speak. I will say in this close game, sorry to cut you off, but three points, everything matters. And the Chargers have the worst special teams by far in the NFL, four percentage points in DVOA worse than the Minnesota Vikings you look at the Raiders are middle of the pack. They're a little higher than middle of the pack. They're at 12. So, I mean, three points, everything matters. That's a huge special teams advantage. Um, yeah. And we saw what happened when Anthony Lynn is, you know, in charge of special teams, they aren't able to kick a field goal at the end of the first half. That was hilarious. Which I also have to keep reminding myself that they won that game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they, like, it's, it felt like they lost that game. <laughs> yeah. 
Can't now Falcon the Falcons. So. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what the issue was there. So that, that um, was the game that prevented me from going three now. I was like getting ready to celebrate. I had a tweet drafted where uh, the Falcons were driving, and then Matt Ryan throws a duck out route and just gets picked off. It so it was your fault. It was, it was your fault. Yeah, it was me. It was me. My me and me and my draft tweet is the reason. Chargers <laughs> um, lost or won. All right, so my last pick is uh, I'm looking at the Bears and the Vikings, and I'm going to be taking the under 47 and a half here. Um, the Vikings are at home. Uh, this is a trend bet as well. And after week 11, divisional uh, divisional opponents uh, betting the under when the total is between 44 and a half and 60 uh, hits at a 62 percent. Uh, rate it's 204 125 and four uh since about 2005 um and that's a 21 percent roi this season alone it's nine and five so i was looking to see if there were any type of trends with the vikings and the bears and the vikings are eight and five uh to over and under where the bears have the opposite of five and eight um so i don't see anything super crazy about this and you know it's a divisional game i think the bears seem to struggle just offensively in general um and i i like this under and i'm going to follow that trend uh in this matchup yeah uh i'm i'm a little nervous because both defenses aren't aren't too great and without akeem hicks uh the bears defense susceptible to the run yeah um which I don't know if you've heard, but the Vikings do have Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Um, so I could I could I could see some points being being exchanged back and forth, but uh, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, I I think like uh, in, along those lines, um, the Vikings like to run. Uh, the Be- Montgomery has looked great the last couple weeks, um, but those are you know running plays. Uh, the clock's not stopping, so even if these teams are able to move the ball. Uh, somewhat efficiently and effectively down the field. Um, I think it's going to eat up a decent amount of clock and then it still requires them to get in the end zone. So, you know, if they're kicking field goals, um, you know, Vikings and the bears, you never know if they're going to go in. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I think the right play, if you're playing the total, I'm more interested in who wins this game, given that the winner of this game has like a very good chance of making the playoffs in my opinion, which is scary, but. I, I kind of lean the Vikings here, but I can see the Bears love. Yeah, it's it's interesting the line because it's just sitting on the three and a half, and like the only three that I've seen the Vikings, it, there's so much juice on it. It looks mm-hmm. like the folks don't want to give it. So um, I, I feel like the, the sharper play might be on the Vikings uh, in terms of, but you know, you're, they're not giving you the three. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pick. I like it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bill suck. Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> All right. I am going to go with my third and final pick. I am going to a team that DVOA says is third in weighted overall DVOA. DVOA is saying that this team is the third best team in the league. And we used to play the DVO games back when we first started this podcast. Can anyone guess who this team is? Uh, the They have eight wins. I'll, I'll say this. How about this? 
They are third overall in DVOA, yet they do not lead their division. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets are 32nd DVOA. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for playing, Terry. Joe, your uh, guess. I don't know the Bucks. Correct. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight and five, even though they do not lead their division. Harry's box. They're two games behind the Saints. DVOA says they are the third most efficient team in the NFL. They are top five in both offense and defense, sitting at fifth in both of those categories. And they, this week, are hosting, or actually they're going to Atlanta. They're playing the Falcons. Not like home field matters anyway this year. Home field. So they are going into Atlanta. The spread, I got it at uh, five and a half, but it is going to six and it'll likely go to six and it'll probably settle at six, especially after yesterday. Um, Julio Jones put up a big did not practice along with DMP. Ricardo Allen, Caleb McGarry, and Darquez Denard. Four starters, DNPs. On Wednesday, we'll see how that progresses. But likely with this team out of the playoffs, they're not going to push anyone too hard. So you got a depleted Falcons team without their – likely without their top weapon. You know, even if he does play, I still am all over the box in this game. But I will say that the Buccaneers, this is kind of where they got to make their, their push here in the playoffs. If they want to, you know, hold this fifth seed, which right now they're battling – uh, with the Seahawks, they're behind by one game. So right now they're the sixth seed, which is a decent chance the way things hold right now, they would be playing the Saints. I don't think they want to be doing that. Um, so they want to be up in that fifth seed to play the NFC East team, which is by far going to be the weakest divisional winner. But they'll have a pretty big boost in the wild card week if they do get that I need seed. that matchup. I need the Giants. <laughs> I need the Giants to play the box. I well, the Giants them. are not going to win the NFC. So <laughs> you might want to, you might want to, you might want to, you might want to get some other needs. Um, <laughs> the, so the Bucks need this game and they're only two weeks out of their bye. Tom Brady as an older guy, I don't 43 years old. I think he is. Um, this is a, Big stretch here where they have four games, already won last week against the Vikings, covered fairly easily. And now they have three more games starting with the Falcons here. In December, Tom Brady in the last four seasons is 11-7-1, which is good for a 61.1% uh, win percentage. If you bet $100 on each of those games, you would be up $376. That's an ROI of 19.8%. And that also, that 11-7-1 that also includes a 1-3 in uh, year last year down the stretch of the Patriots. So I think that Brady will welcome this bye week. He'll play these next four weeks very well, very strongly. And I think the Buccaneers win this game handily against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that is, you know, has no coach, has some starters injured and has nothing to play for. I think the Bucs come out and execute. And, you know, without Julio, you know, the, the strength of this Falcons team, um, you know, is their offense. And I think that there is a, you know, without Julio, you saw how, Limited, they were on offense against the Los Angeles Chargers last week, and I think that continues this week, especially if he does not play. But even if he does play, I still like it just because all all signs point to the Bucks. 
kind of winning these next couple games and winning them handily and people kind of getting on the Bucks bandwagon again um, while when the playoffs come around. Yeah. So Bucks minus six, lock it in. That's my final pick of this week. Love it. Go Bucks. Don't hate it. You know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady famously came back against him in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so my, my final pick, did you have a tweet drafted then too at halftime? No, oh. I was uh, on the bucks. I, I was on the Pats. I think that Super Bowl. Same. I had the Pats on the over and they hit in overtime yeah, with the James White touchdown. Uh, so enough of, you know, reminiscing in the past. We're looking forward here. Uh, let's go to my final pick, which is going to be another ugly, ugly dog. Um, they need love too, though. Uh, is the Houston Texans plus seven at the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Ursay Dome. Um, two weeks ago, the line for this game was three and a half. Uh, obviously, even in that game, the Texans didn't have uh, Will Fuller. The Texans, you know, got a little banged up in the wide receivers uh, the past few weeks. Randall Cobb being out for the year, um, but they're going to get uh, Dalvin or not Dalvin Cook, Brandon Brandon Cooks back uh, this week. Uh, li- limited practice today, uh, and the full slate of you know wide receivers or sorry running backs. Um, David Johnson didn't practice today, not injury-related, but, you know, you have C.J. Procise, who's just as good. Uh, he's kind of like a Lynn Bowden for the Dolphins where he can play, you know, the slot and catch some passes. Um, the Colts, they are a good team, ranked DVOA. Um, and, but this is a, is a division game. I think seven's a little too much based on, you know, how the game went last or two weeks ago. Uh Yes, Frank Reich is a good coach. Yes, the Texans just got blown out by the Bears, but that, that was a tough matchup for the, the undermanned Texans outside in the cold, which Deshaun Watson really hasn't played in. Um, back in back in the dome, I think you know two division two division teams. Uh, the Texans have no reason to tank or to you know not give it their best effort because they have no draft picks. Uh, I don't think Romeo Cornell would allow such a thing. I mean, whether they lose or not, he's just not a great coach as a head coach. But um, I just I, I think it's just too many points for for these for this team. And you never know what Philip Rivers you're going to get. Um, so uh, give me give me the Texans plus seven. Uh, Xavier Rhodes and Darius Leonard got hurt in last week's game, but they they both practiced this week. So what I initially thought could, you know, could get under man, uh, Colts, Colts team, not the case, but still, I still like the seven points. You can get a plus seven and a half on DraftKings if you so choose, but for the SPY, I'm taking the seven. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I, Watson seems to play his divisional opponents well. And as much as I like the Colts, this seems like a typical AFC South bloodbath. Yeah, I, and and I forgot next week they play the the Steelers, so could be a little bit of a, a little look ahead. We're looking ahead a little bit. A little Steelers game. A little I teaser. I uh, a little look ahead teaser. Not that I'm betting a teaser on this, but I actually like the Colts in that game. Cool. Yeah. I actually not. forgot. Like I was thinking about this before. Some of these games are actually on Saturday. 
Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, I know that the, the Bills game is on Saturday and the Panthers Packers game is on Saturday. So a um, couple, a uh, couple bets, a couple odds, uh, versus SPY bets a little bit early. So, um, just mark your calendars. Don't miss it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. All right. It's time. That is it for odds versus SPY again, Joe bills minus six and a half Raiders minus three. Wow, Joe, so many favorites. That, that is such a shock this year, this, this week. Bears, Vikings, <laughs> under four, Bears, Vikings, under 47 and a half. I am on the Eagles plus six and a half, the Dolphins minus two, and the Bucks minus five and a half. Um, you could put that at Bucks minus six. I'm, I'm confident in it. Terry, Panthers plus nine, Broncos plus seven, and Texans plus seven. So Terry going with all dogs this week. Give me all those points. And that is it for the odds versus SPY. Let's close it out with a little bit of pods and Rex. producer, Corey, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Dominic. Fantastic. Real quick. I'm recommending you watch just friends. It's one of my favorite movies. I qualify it as a holiday movie. I broke down and bought it on Amazon because it wasn't available anywhere to stream. And I said, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. Uh I paid the $8. You it's bought mine it? now. Own it? Yeah. Wow. I own it. A digital version of it on my Amazon account. Yes, I own it. <laughs> I think didn't we do our uh, favorite Christmas movies last year? We did. I think, we had I think like Just a, Friends was on it. Yeah, that was like is a it, sneaky pick. Is that the one with Justin Timberlake or the one with Ashton no. Kutcher? Neither. What? This one is with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? Where he comes home to New He's, Jersey It's a, for it's a New Jersey movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've with seen Dust, it. With Dusty Dinkelman, the He's guy from American Empire. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. I feel like be, I don't know. You should watch be it. Yourself. Be yourself. You would love it. The, it's I guess probably, I'm going to fucking buy it on Amazon. I think it's, I'll give who's you my the, login. Who's the girl? That's Anna, uh, Anna Faris. Anna Faris yeah. Best movie by yeah, far. Yeah, she's really good in that movie. You know, she's like, like, he has a lot of free movies. Is Peacock. Um, has a lot of free movies that like I couldn't find anywhere else. Huh, if it's out. on Peacock, I might blow a fit. Oh, that's the one where he's fat. Yeah, I've, yes. never, I've never seen it. You oh, should. You should. You would love that's that's such a you move. It's very up your alley. Huh. All right. Thank Speaking you for that recommendation. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, cryptocurrency. I, at least diving into the I world. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> at least diving into the world. Um, you know. We're both, uh, by both meaning all four of us, uh, crypto holders, and we are pretty well versed in the space, but I watched some Andreas Antonopoulos videos. If you want to get into it, uh, hashtag Bitcoin Jesus. He is great at spreading the gospel of uh, Bitcoin specifically. Now that Bitcoin is over $21,000 as of the recording of this podcast, uh, there's going to be a lot of interest and an intrigue again, seeing that a lot of the um, coverage, financial coverage was, oh, you know, the bubble's over, Bitcoin's dead. It wasn't that crazy in 2017. Well, it's past the price point that it was in 2017. So uh, yeah, we're back. This shit right here we're is useless. And- Fuck this shit, <laughs> useless. <laughs> so yeah i'm not recommending you buy it i'm recommending you just at least know what it is fair fair we're 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 giving out enough um financial advice that is not financial advice disclaimer 
our odds versus SPY is you almost just stepped on that landmine. Jesus. Good (laughs) save. Good save. (laughs) So I will recommend uh, cryptocurrency and reading about it, not buying it. Wouldn't not selling it either. Wouldn't Jesus, would Jesus step on a land? Like if Jesus stepped on a landmine, would it go off though? If he didn't breach water with his foot, I doubt he would even set off a mine. Exactly. Fair. Yeah. Logic. Um, before Joe recommends some gym thing or food thing, I'll recommend um, podcast I've been following, listening to a little series called Gamblers. It's on from the Ringer. Uh, I forget the host name. I apologize to him, but it kind of just profiles a bunch of different gamblers in different games. Uh, you know, we have blackjack pool. We had a pool hustler on uh, some gym, gin rummy players, uh, uh, horse, you know, betting on some horsies and then uh, some sports betting. So it's just interesting. It's not really about, you know, like who to pick, who, you know, it's kind of just a profile and about the person and, you know, the game that they play. And it's just, you know, interesting way to learn. Like I didn't know how, I didn't know what gin rummy really was, but now I do. Uh, don't ask me to explain it because I'm still a little confused. Uh, you got to have an old person sit down with you for a good two hours and just yes. hammer out every detail. Yep. I had and zero it, fun playing that it, shit. It's very confusing. Um, there's listening to it, but what? I was going to say there's no sports podcast, uh, sports gambling podcast other than the Ozcast. So I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a sports gambling podcast. It's a, a profile podcast, of gamblers, a profile of gamblers. I, maybe just, they'll do a profile on us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Don't, don't yeah. come, don't come back until you've, you've had them signed off on us for at least one episode. Yeah. Well, like the, the, they did a pro for the woman who helped start the optics, the horse betting, the graphs that we use. She was on love, love the optics. Don't yeah. really know. Don't really yeah. know how to read it, but it makes me she's feel like a, smart. she's like a, she's a punk rock princess. <laughs> she just, she does roller derby and has renegade tattooed on her knuckles. And that's, you know, she's the one that's diving deep into, into horse betting. So it's cool. Cool stuff. Not bad. Um, Joe, before you so, go, before okay. you go, okay. we remember, I remembered to do this. We're going to do the soup du jour. I mean the soup oh, to Joe. What soup did I have today? What soup have you had today? Uh, I didn't have a soup yet today, um, but I, yet. I, I've been, I've been really wanting, I've been like wanting that like chicken noodle soup, honestly. Um, Is it the snow? Snow's coming down and like, I just want to feel warm and I feel like chicken noodle soup does that. It gives you a little bit of, you know, it gives you a little bit of protein and, uh, you know, you get a couple of those noodles in there too. Um, I prefer the, uh, what is it? Like the egg noodles. I like egg noodles are dope. That's the way to do it. So, um, I highly recommend chicken noodle soup this week as uh, my soup. <laughs> gel. Um, wow. so, uh, but then picks, picks favorites in the NFL picks favorites in soup. Very original. <laughs> But now my actual recommendation, it's twofold. So um, it's, I walked to the Whole Foods because I wanted to make homemade guacamole. So my recommendation is homemade guacamole. But while I was, because that's just great. You can add the spices in that you like, whatever. It's fantastic. The second thing though, is because it's kind of cold out, I recommend like you, you could do it if you want to, whatever. Uh, like I'm not here to judge, but like wearing your mask out while it, right now is great when you're walking. Cause it's cold, keeps you a little bit warmer. 
recommend wearing the mask to keep you warm. It doesn't matter what the other reasons are. But. I thought I thought it was going to be like earmuffs or something. No, yeah. I did wear a trapper for your ears. I was going to make fun of you. I had one of those. Look so dumb. I love it. It's got the fake fur, and then on the sides, it's got pineapples and shit. So um, it, I really fit in in the whole thing. What a look! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I would recommend wearing your mask outside just because it's cold and it keeps you a little bit warmer. Cool. Cool. Good recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for too late, Joe. (laughs) We're already giving out the vaccines and you're going to just have this whole thing about masks. It was like a brilliant. (laughs) Wow. Listen, I'm just, I'm giving another reason for the people that don't want to do it. So it's a selfish reason to wear the mask. Stay warm. All right, that's it. NFL Week 15. We'll post the picks on the socials. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week for a NBA preview podcast before we do our Week 16 NFL podcast. So stay safe out there if you're New Jersey, New York-based, uh, Pennsylvania-based. You know, snow's coming. You already know that already, though. Look outside. Um, <laughs> but for the Oddscast podcast, I'm DeLeo, Joe DeLara, producer Corey, Terry Takes, Until next week. God bless. Notre Dame plus ten and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I've been searching for something, something never comes in.